Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thursday, June 20th, 1101 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you, Maxis, Pro Taper, Get, and 100% for coming on the show. WW Ranch this weekend, man. Round five of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Brand new venue. Of course, they held the USGP there a few years ago, a couple years back, but brand new for the uh, Motocross Nationals, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to the show. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some moto. Anything on your mind about USA Moto, about MXGP, about uh, really anything, uh, please check us out and uh, call us. 702-586-7857. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the show will be Jason Thomas and Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. We'll break some stuff down. I'll ask him some questions. We'll, we'll debate a little bit about moto. And then uh, we'll call it a day, yeah? Sounds good? All right. Uh, th- please check out pulpamex.com. Uh, lots of things up there this week. We have a Pulpamex Fantasy column by Mike Sweeney. We have a Lorenzo Lercurcio uh, podcast, a Privateer Island podcast. We have Swiss Corner uh, Setup Schmetup column. Lots to talk about and lots to read on pulpamex.com. So, uh, yeah, go and uh, check that out, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The Formula Helmet is out now. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Benny Bloss, Justin Bogle, Ben LeMay, just some of the guys wearing Fly Racing on flyracing.com. If you're into mountain bikes, as I am lately, uh, please check out their mountain bike line as well on flyracing.com. They've got uh, chamois, they've got shorts, they've got shirts, uh, helmets, gloves, all that kind of stuff. Thank you, Fly Racing. For all that they do for all of us at Pulpamex. And the 2019 and a half Kinetic Mesh stuff is out now. Love it. It's getting hot right now. And the Kinetic Mesh is absolutely unbelievably vented. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And also, thanks to Git. Uh, there's only one solution to improve your bike's performance. Git, Git. With the brand new Get engine control units for two and four stroke off-road bikes, you'll feel like riding a totally different bike. Improved rideability, maximized performance, improved throttle response. Get, Git, like the Monster Energy Yamaha team of Barsha, Plessinger, and Ferris. Plessinger's entered this weekend. I was told he's not racing until Redbud, but he's entered this weekend. So maybe he's coming back earlier than I thought. My source was pretty good, but uh, who knows? Maybe he had a good week of practicing. So AP7 could be back on the track. Thank you, Maxis. Maxis.com. Please check him out on the web. Uh, MXST tire developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. We're going to be doing a podcast with him shortly. And uh, AJ Cantonzaro used the MXST line in uh, Supercross to make some main events. And uh, mountain bike tires are phenomenal. As a matter of fact, we're going to give away a pair of mountain bike tires from Maxxis. So if you want them, give us a call, 702-586-7857. You don't got to do anything. 
This first caller that wants Max's mountain bike tires. But you have to give our producer, Tis Legendary, the name of your mountain bike. That's what we need. We need the name of your mountain bike. Otherwise, you could be just getting the free ones and selling them on eBay. Thank you, ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Rockstar Husky Worldwide uh, uses ProTaper, Geico Honda, and, uh, of course, uh, the JGR Suzuki guys from the 7.8 bar to the crossbarless bar to the oversized handlebar, uh, Fusion Bar, Micro Line. ProTaper's got it going on, and they got a lot of products for you out there. Uh, please check out ProTaper.com for what you need. And also, uh, thanks to 100%, folks. You know this new Armega goggle came out, right? You know all about this. Uh, you know that they won all three Supercross championships with Webb, Sexton, and Ferrandis, right? You know that. Uh, did you know that if you go to ride100percent.com, use the code MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories? 100% goggles are crafted from the finest materials to provide racers with the highest level of functionality and accurate vision. Thank you, um, 100%, from doing that. And uh, you can save 20, casual apparel and accessories, 25%. Use the code MOTO60. So that's pretty cool. Thanks to those guys as well for coming on board. And uh, thank you, people, for listening. 702-586-7857. Let's get into it um, with our first guest. He's uh, he's a regular on the program from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I will... uh... I'll be doing a little better than you in about forty-eight hours. Let's just say that you have got to let this go, dude. I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I cannot, I, I cannot. Be, I like, first of all, dude, Bud's Creek has been unbelievably hot and humid over the years. It has. I mean, it has been unbearable. Freestone, Freestone Nationals. I mean, come on, it's not the end of the Freestone, world. Freestone will be we'll be on par with what you're going to face this weekend. Budge Creek, not so much. <laughs> uh, weather update, please, for WW Ranch. Go. It's going to be really hot. Uh, the biggest <laughs> thing is it's going to – is it? <laughs> well, I, that's the obvious, right? Well, So we'll skip past that. Is it going to rain? That's the question. Uh, it's been raining every day down there. Uh, I, You know, even every picture I've seen, it's either raining or close to raining. Uh, so I think there's a pretty strong chance – that you'll see some sort of afternoon thunderstorm. Hopefully it doesn't impede the racing because, uh, you know, Florida is the lightning capital of the world. So hopefully that doesn't screw up, you know, the race. We haven't had a summer national in Florida in, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, going back to probably Sunshine Speedway in, in uh, St. Pete. So there could very possibly be some sort of interruption in the racing like we saw in Lakewood. What? You think? Well, I mean, lightning is just a daily occurrence. Mm-hmm. It's all it, it lightning yeah. every day in Florida. So factoring that in, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Can we talk about the weather in Florida after it rains? <laughs> after the 10 minutes after well, it stops raining? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it, it honestly could help it because a lot of days it'll cool it down considerably. Um what it really boils down to is, is do the is it just passing thunderstorms and then it goes back to sunshine because then it's going to be even muggier and crazy yeah. hot again. Oh, yeah. Or does it stay cloudy the rest of the day? Because if it does that, then it drops the temperatures by 15 or 20 degrees, and it's actually a godsend. Uh, <laughs> but it can go one of two ways. You never really know. Uh, do we have our winner for the uh, mountain bike tires? We have our winners for the Maxxis mountain bike tires. Thank you, Maxxis, uh, for, for supporting the show. And uh, please check them out on the web. Um, yeah, it is going to be an early one. And we've been saying this, JT, since our damn outdoor preview videos that we shot here the day after Vegas Supercross. We got to see how the '94 reacts to to this to this hotness, to this heatness, uh, to heatness. I don't think that's even a word. But uh, 
yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Nine, number 94, Honda Rider, share the red plate with Eli Tomac. He is going to be the guy to watch this weekend. Yeah, where do you draw the line as far as he did fine or that he definitely played a factor in this? Uh, well, he went 6-1 at high point, but he, he attributed that to bike setup stuff. Uh, if he ends up on the podium, I'm fine with his, his day. We'll go on and we'll just we'll, – it, it might be a non-story. Yeah, I, I kind of with you. You know, his – his results should be on the podium based on everything we've right. seen uh, um, talent-wise. His ability to ride in the sand, which is really, really good, as we know. You know, yep. he's always been great at Southwick. Yep. So it, it's going to have to be some sort of significant drop-off mm-hmm. where he's, you know, he's getting dropped by guys like Zacho and Marvin and these guys. That's really going to be the difference. Um, if he just goes out and goes 3-3, I think he he has done a very good job of managing it at that point because, I would be I would be surprised if he knows exactly how his body's going to respond. Yeah. Even if he's been practicing in this stuff, the racing it's just different. It's different. Man. It's it's different. Uh, yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. The turnaround's different. The intensity's different. It's just a different day. Um, you know, I was talking to Lorenzo Lucrucio for a, a Privateer Island podcast, and I said, "Hey, is it possible the WW Ranch is sandier than Southwick? Like, seriously, I was at the USGP, and and it just looked like a sand track, and." And Southwick, as we know, is is getting a harder base, and a lot of sand is gone from back in the day when when you and I first started going there. And he he disagreed with me. He said that the USGP track it had rained a lot, um, and uh, he thought it had a harder base, the WW Ranch, than Southwick. So I'm like, okay, all right, you would know better than I would. He's ridden there before, even as a practice track, you know. So um, it's not quite as sandy, maybe as I'm thinking. Well, you know, I think the big difference is that Southwick's base is harder than you know we hear that year in and year out and especially from those who've never ridden it you hear this man it's sandy but the base is hard and slippery Mm -hmm. florida's different where you know there is no clay underneath it where celtic almost seems like it has a clay bottom yeah uh florida's not going to have that it's just going to be sand but it's not as deep i don't think necessarily ww ranch um i think the biggest difference is that the bumps at southwood get really hard um, like they're wedge, you get big wedge bumps and really mm-hmm. hard choppy bumps. Yep. Uh, the Florida track will be more typical sand bumps. You'll get sand rollers and you'll get some choppy stuff, but they won't be. They won't have a really hard wedge to them. Okay. Um, and it's just a different soil makeup. You know, I, I've ridden that type of sand at WW Ranch. You know, a million hours. Um, so I'm very comfortable with it. But you know, compared you, to Southwick, it, it's definitely different. Do you sure, equate the, it to? Do you equate it a little bit to Red Dog's outdoor track? You know what? It's it's more of a black sand at WW Ranch. Okay. Red Dog sand doesn't have that just black feel to it. Um, have you ever been to Bithwell? No. So yeah, it's just that black okay. sand. A lot uh, of what about uh, Pax? Daytona. What about Pax tracks? I've been there. That's black yep. sand. Pax is similar. Daytona is a perfect example. Right. You know, it's underneath the grass. It's all black. Right. It's black dirt, and especially when you race at night, it's really hard to see because the the black shadows of the lights and then the black dirt make it extremely difficult. It's more of that type of sand where it's not just bottomless llamal sand. It's more of just a, a kind of a mm. endemic black Florida sand. Okay, so we know that we uh, we lost Muddy Creek and we gained WW Ranch. Um, in your opinion, as and remember, you, you, you I mean you, WPS Fly Racing was was an associate sponsor of the series uh, for a couple of years. Now you guys are sharing it with other people, but. Um, in your opinion, for the series health in slash interest slash riders teams, is this a good trade or not? And 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 what else would you do? I think that's yet to be seen. 
I think, and, and trust me, as a native Floridian, I really hope this event is really successful. I have, you know, every professional and personal hope of that, and it behooves me and the companies I work for for that to happen. I I think it's going to be successful this year because I think there are a lot of people who are excited for a national to be back in Florida, mm-hmm. so they're all going to go. I will be more interested to see how this goes long-term once the um, kind of uh, newness wears off. Um, that will be – because it's just – it is going to be really hot, and I know we've been harping on that, but it, for a spectator to go and be in the sun all day, mm-hmm. it's a big ask. It's a really tough ask. Um, so as the yeah. years roll on, can they continue to keep attendance up? Because I think that's what that's what Muddy Creek faced too. The first few years, I think they were they were really successful in attendance, and then it just as that wore off a little bit, yeah, it I was just became say hard that. to it, maintain. It really kind of yeah, it it did. It dropped off greatly. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's just tough on people, man. You got kids, and it's ninety degrees, and the humidity's up, and there's no way to escape the heat. It's you know, and it's expensive. You know, not not compared to other sports, but it still costs a lot of money, and it's it's a really tough day in the sun for for families to to handle. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if there were more races, and it's just it's just a location and seasonal thing, but if you're comparing that to, like, Colorado's day where the weather was just unbelievably beautiful, I mean, my putting myself in an average spectator's shoes, asking me to, to go to an event like Lakewood versus going to an event where it's 95, you know, that's yeah. you're going to have a much higher success rate of getting me to go to yeah. an event where the, the conditions are nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, is there any other tracks that you think should be swapped out? Well, you know the the one that's always getting thrown out there is Monster Mountain, and I've actually I've I've never been there, uh, but I I don't think you're going to escape any of the same situations. It's going to be brutally hot in Alabama too, you know. So I don't think that's going to be a change. It's just one of those tracks where people love it and they are always confused why it doesn't have you know why it's never been a national. Right. Okay. Um, you know, it's challenging. I don't you know with the way with the way the schedule is, you're going to be in the summer no matter what. And, you know, summer in Florida starts in, like, April. So, and it doesn't end until, like, the end of October. So there's really no getting around it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a national in Florida, it's going to be hot and humid, and that's just what you're going to have to put up with. I think Unadilla was on the chopping block for a few years, but they've made a lot of improvements there. The track's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think Unadilla might have might, might be one that people thought would be chopped, but they've done a good job, and I don't see Unadilla going anywhere. So out of the other 11 rounds, I don't know which one would lose it, you know? You got your staples. Yeah. Like, you got your staples like Hangtown and Millville and Red Bud, um, Buds. Buds, I guess, is one that's you've been. I think Buds would be the closest, right? That yeah. would be that was the one we all thought was going away, and it's it's found a way to stick around. Yeah, it has. Uh, all right, we got a full set of phone calls here. Everybody's on hold. We gave away those Maxis tires. By the way, uh, that's Tits Legendary, everybody. I forgot to introduce him. Hi, hey. Tits. Hi. How are you? Yep, great. Thank great you. to see your passion. Yes. Thank you for bringing you your passion. It. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here. To- First up, Tony's been on hold the longest. What's up, Tony? How are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, JT? What's up, man? Hey, question. So I was, uh, not a question. I was listening to Pope show. I heard that your uh, hot tub deal fell through. Yeah, we don't. to hear that. Yeah, well, no, no. I don't know if it's fallen through. There's just been no communication. We're not sure where it stands right now. Well, that reminded me of two months ago when I called in to this show and you, I challenged you to a race. Um, uh, I'd buy you the hot tub if you beat me. And you and JT kind of laughed me off the phone. <laughs> yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Fair. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair from both you and JT. 
And then I saw your Instabanger of you riding this past week, and I was, like, fucking psyched that you didn't take that bet because I'd have got clobbered. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Well, you saw some serious speed with that Instabanger from Kiefer, so <laughs> yeah. you saw it. I yeah. was, I was, look, I was impressed. I don't care what anyone else says. I would have lost, what, 8000 bucks on a hot tub. So yeah. Thankfully, you said no. <laughs> I'm glad I could save you $8,000. How long would we have raced for, Tony? Two laps. Two laps. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I can go for two. I can go for two. Uh, uh, well, keep it, in, keep it in your back pocket. You change your mind. I'll call okay. back in two months. You let me know. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I put in a 17-minute moto the other day at Western. It was very, very – 17 was, wow. was really long, dude. It, it, I was not – I was struggling. So, uh, all right, let's go to uh, Andrew on four. Andrew, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. You want to talk about Mitch Payton and, and AC? Yeah, I do. But first of all, I just want to compliment you on your knowledge of moto history because I listened to – I'm only 23, so I listen to a lot of the older podcasts with all the older guys like Hannah and all that, and uh, it just amazes me that you actually correct them sometimes on events that's happened in their life, and I just uh, I think that's really impressive, and I wanted to compliment you on that, first of all. Thank you. And then I'll get, I'll get to my question, and it is, so how much of an obligation does Mitch Payton have to give a 250 rider to Cowie? Because to me, if I were Mitch, I would just run three 250s, throw Adam on a 450, and then Cowie gets to keep Savachi and Tomac, and then they have a third 450 on the bike, and then, you know, he doesn't lose his investment that he's had. No, and, Andrew, you're not understanding contracts. Contracts. <laughs> uh, JT, tell Andrew why you can't do that. Well, for one, um, a lot of budgetary reasons, plus Kawasaki's going to want him inside their own truck. Um, and I, I personally don't think Mitch has an interest in running a 450 program at the moment. He's tried it. Um, hasn't ever really gone all that well. But, two for Adam, you know, this is his time. Like, he's going to – I would assume he wants to be in the full factory Cowie truck and, and move on. You know, I, I think there are a lot of aspects to it. Uh, and then for Cowie's – Kawasaki's marketing with, with Monster and – don't forget, Kawasaki has has individual sponsors, you know, that are sometimes different than Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Uh, they are all going to want to be able to market Adam too. So yeah, no, it doesn't 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 work like that, Andrew. Yeah, Kawasaki pays Mitch Payton to run a 250 team. You know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought. I was just uh, I was right. curious and didn't really know. So thanks for all the no problem. Guys. Thanks, Have man. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, you know, you you don't want to uh, if you're Mitch Payton, you're like you don't want to put 450 parts in your truck. You don't want to. Have to devote time to it. It's, there's, there's so much there that that isn't going to work. Well, yeah, and for Adam, he's looking at it like, so I'm going to be the sideshow that's splitting time with all the 250 guys, right? For effort, yeah. You know, like no thanks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cody, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, don't ask. You don't care. Okay. Uh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So <laughs> the Portland live show. Yep. You said tickets are not available for that yet. Not right? yet. Nope. How, uh, do you know when they will be and how we can go about getting those? Uh, on the website, Alberto Rose Theater. Um, I would think they should be on sale early next week at the latest. Uh, I'll stay tuned to Twitter. Stay tuned to pulpamex.com. Uh, I will I will, will blast that out as soon as it, as soon as it's available. So, yeah. Sweet. Um, JT, I, will you be there? JT will be there. Uh, yes, absolutely. Wygant will be there. Uh, we'll have some special guests working on that. Uh, so Alberta Rose Theater, Friday night before Washougal, 7 to 9 p.m. Um, yeah, we can do a meet and greet afterwards as well. And uh, t- tickets start at 20 bucks, everybody. So looking forward to that. Cool. That's okay. all I have. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Stay tuned. We'll, uh, 
we'll keep going and let you guys know when those tickets are, are available. Should be shortly. So, Justin, what's going on? You want to, Justin? Do you want to talk to JT about the weather this weekend? You guys can get into it. Uh, no, not at all. I, I want to give him some. You know, he's correct. I uh, I just left Waco, Texas, the other day. Okay. And and spent about four and a half hours busting my ass out in that heat and humidity, plus a hundred degrees, like ninety something percent humidity. Forget that. <laughs> I would not want to throw a leg over a dirt bike if you, if, even if I was making the amount of money these guys are. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, man. Like, we saw it in Freestone. JT's raced at Buds in Freestone and all this shit. So, um, yeah, he uh, he knows it. And it's not fun, JT. It's not good. No. The racing is, is it is what it is. Like, you're, it's time to go on Saturday, like, hot or whatever. You're, you're in it. I, to me, the brutal part was training in it every day. Um, you can ask Burner or Chad or Truman or anybody that was around. I was constantly bitching about it nonstop. Like I was just moaning and this is stupid and how can it be this hot? Like there's got to be something wrong with the environment. Like this, this isn't normal. And that was every summer, every day. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I would much rather have the heat we have out here in Vegas right now. It's over 100, but it's obviously that dry heat. Uh, give me this dry heat and 115 degrees over Florida, 90 degrees all day long. Like, uh, just, oh, yeah. yeah, it is It is just brutal. I'm so. from the high des like Kiefer, and I'm used to the plus hundreds, but yeah. that Waco stuff, man, no no way. No. Hey, uh, what, we're real, one other thing is I literally last night wrote a email to the AMA asking them, and maybe I, w- I sent it to the wrong you know person because I didn't know who they actually chose. but. Sure. What sort of like petition do we need to get going to have Mitch Payton run the MX Nation? Now I know, Mathis, you don't want to send a team, but no, it's I not that I don't we... want to send a team. It's not that I don't want to send a team. I just, I, it, they should, st- they should, they should stay out. If it, I, I get it, if they stay out, I get it. Like that's all. It's not that I'm, I'm like, hey, n- n- never go again. I'll go to the race regardless. It's a great race, but. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think switching it up with Roger and putting somebody like Mitch behind the helm I'll, is gonna. I'll tell you what, I, I think, thought. I thought after Redbud, sorry to interrupt you, but I thought after Redbud that Roger would be out. Uh, just a just a fresh blood, a new look, a new change. Uh, I really did think he'd be out, but uh, uh, it doesn't sound like it. I haven't heard anything, JT. Um, I think they're gonna just roll it on back with Raj. Yeah, I mean everything's going great. Why not? <laughs> Keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, you could tell uh, uh, privately, I've talked to Mitch about this, and you could tell Mitch Payton on the Monday show, like, he's pissed. He was once a big part of the team, and somewhere along the line, they just didn't want him anymore. You know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. That's what I kind of felt. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, one other thing is, uh, and this is kind of you, Steve, is uh, I listened to the Whiskey Throttle show yet on my way home from Texas yesterday and uh, had Josh Hansen on, which I know is another pod, whatever. But he kind of told a little bit about of a story about some sort of, uh, you know, somebody in the industry or some money management guy back in the day that kind of screwed him over and got him in a lot of trouble. And, you know, Ping was trying to get a little more information out of him. And I literally lost sleep over it last night wanting to know more about who this fucking yokel was so I could curb check him. And not that I'm like some, you know, Hanson freaking lover or anything, but it just, it sounded like a screwed up deal. And I want to read more about that. So, you know, yeah. if you, you know, I, and I don't know if you guys know who he is or know the story, but. 
Yeah, yeah I, that, I, I really don't. Um, I, yeah, I really don't. I could be one of any people. But, man, when it comes to these financial guys, and even when you talk about the stick and ball sports, JT, uh, or Josh Grant's had issues, he's gone public with that, and Hanny now has gone. Like, I, I put a lot of the blame on the person, man. I really do. Sorry. I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have, you know, a 401k, and I have investment stuff, and I take a look at it. Right, like it's just something I do. I don't understand JT these athletes and and getting taken by these financial guys. I just I, sometimes I shake my head at it. Yeah, every situation is a little different. I mean, with with Josh Grant with his mom, like if you can't trust your mom, who can you trust? You know, like that one. That one, I think you'll look at it in a vacuum. But yeah, if you just have a financial advisor and stuff, I mean, I check mine all the time. You know, I would suggest everybody else do the same. Not that anybody's going to steal my money or anything, but I, I just like to see how they're performing and yeah. keep up to date and where do you have it invested and all right, that stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I guess that's not for everybody. I mean, life gets in the way for a lot of these guys. But I, I guess. But... I think the crazy thing is some of these guys have so much money coming in, it's pretty easy for it to get some of it to get misplaced, and yeah. that's where the issues start to arise. I heard J-Law back in the day just had an American Express card and literally a sandwich from Subway or you know, get a tank of gas, everything went on this American Express card, and he had no idea, no idea what to do. He just put everything on this American Express card, and, and everything was taken care of by his agency, and then, of course, you know, his money's all gone um, at some point. And, I, and I'm just like, why would you think that that's good? Why would you think that, ah, yeah, screw it, man, I just got this card. I don't even know how much I make. Like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, I just shake my head sometimes, man. So, uh, Justin, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Tits, what are we giving away today from Fly Racing? It's a five-pivot knee shin guards. Okay. Five-pivot knee shin guards. I forgot to mention that off the top of the show. We're going to give that to a, to a caller. Michael Antonovich coming up here shortly. Uh, let's go to John on three. John, you want to talk about this Christian Craig deal? Yeah, so just curious going through. Are we looking at another Brock Tickle potentially? Now you've ruined another face of the sport. Obviously, Christian Craig, great motocross rider, great fill-in, obviously, with Kenny's deal last year. Um, you know, pops obviously water for another band substance and everything. Uh, saw his social media post. Just curious, kind of what your take is. Are we going to see the beginning of the end of Christian Craig like Brock Tickle? No. From what I understand, I talked to some people behind the scenes a little bit. From what I understand, uh, they had their their um, appeal and their their meeting about it. And from what I understand, the, look, the, the FIM took ten and a half months to notify Christian about this this uh, this positive test. Uh, yeah. it, it happened at Daytona last year. Uh, from what I understand, he is going to get a time-served penalty and be able to keep racing. That's what the hope is. That that's not don't don't. I'm not saying that is going to happen, but that's the thinking. That's the uh, the expectation from what they've sort of gotten from the AMA and the FIM is that he will be allowed to keep racing. It will not be a tickle thing. Now it could change. Who knows? You know, you never know with these yeah, guys. Exactly. But, but uh, that's what that's what they're expecting. I think, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, all right. Just another, you look at like a Brock Tickle, decent rider or whatever, and just another, you know, great face in the motocross sport that yeah. unfortunately you see something like this pop up and yeah. ruin the kid's name, and, you know? And, and they finally resolve the Tickle thing, and they, they, they still, he misses a month of Supercross in 20, 2020. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. So, gotcha. uh, thanks, right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, JT, what's your take on, on another guy getting popped by, uh, by the FIM here and, uh, and everything that's going on with that? With that? Well, you know, the Christian Craig thing, I've heard so many different stories that I don't, I don't truly know what to believe just yet. Um, some of the things, you know, like what he was taking and why would you ever take this? Like, that seems like a terrible idea when you know what the penalties are. 
if if they're wrong, you know, uh, man, I some of the stuff like, man, you're taking some serious risks with your career, with zero evidence to prove that this that what you are taking will pass. You know, even if you're not trying to cheat, just what are you doing? You know, that's what I kind of look at. Um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully there's been some headway with the FIM people switching over, and and these things will be handled in a much more timely manner. You know, the Brock Tickle thing was just unbelievable. Uh, not so much the penalty. Like, I, I kind of get it with the penalty. That's There's a precedence there. But to give no answers is unacceptable. You know, you're dealing with somebody's livelihood and their career. This is all they've ever done. And if they're guilty, they're guilty. But have the decency to tell them. You know, that's that's crazy to me. Like, I don't know any any industry or any business practices that that's acceptable to just give no answers at all for, you yeah. know, yeah. And, just and, years. And know? what are the powers that be at Feld doing? What are they doing? Why are they accepting Are they this? getting answers either? That would be the question I have is, are they able to get answers? I don't know. But this partnership, a partnership doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, like Feld's like, hey man, we're going to go and partners with you guys. We're going to put, you're going to give us the sanctioning and we're going to have the world's, you know, our world championship and, and we're going to work together here. And then one partner just continues, screws you over and doesn't give you answers. That's not a very good partnership. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing, I'm absolutely assuming this, but I can't imagine they love it as a look either when everybody's pointing fingers and it's one of their stars that is out of the mix and they're not able to provide answers either. I can't imagine they're happy with how that goes. Um, it just seems like once you sign the contract, to have them involved, you're basically you have no, no, re, you know, resolution ability at that point. You're just along for the ride, which which sucks. That that's not how it should be, in my opinion. It should be a working partnership. And if someone fails, great. You know, let's work to assess a penalty and be transparent. And if you don't like, you know, you don't like the penalty, that's one thing. But to not provide any information at all is just that's a whole different deal altogether. A, a ten and a half month notice. A ten and a half month. Uh, gap between letting somebody know they tested positive? Yeah, it's, uh, to me, I, I don't know of any, like I said, any other business in the world where that would be acceptable. Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree. Uh, let's go to Ratcliffe on one. What's up, Ratcliffe? How are you? Hey, guys. Um, all right, quick question. AC's going to Kawasaki. Obviously, he's really good buddies with Kenny and Moto Sandbox. How's that going to be transitioning over to the Kawasaki team? Is he going to keep training with Kenny? I, I would think they they are. They're buddies. I think if anybody can put aside some rivalry, it's Roxon and AC, two of the guys that get it, quote unquote, of the sport. Um, Roxon and RV trained for a year. Remember that. But then you go back to Chad and Ricky, and they never ever talked or Stu or any of those guys, but. JT, I don't see a problem. Uh, you never know. It's, you know, we, we always hear these things that come up, but um, I don't see a problem with these two guys riding together next year, JT. I don't either. They're pretty level-headed. And, you know, Kenny, when he moved up, he went into that RB situation when he was still with uh, Alden Baker. So there's a precedent for it. He kind of understands what AC will be facing. Uh, and I just think they're both pretty grounded and understand that if they work together, they can be each other's best asset to combat you know the the foursome over at baker's factory and tomac and all these guys i think True, they, you know the, the success they're finding right now is in part because they're working together to both be better and i think for them to continue to do that is in their best interest won't ac feel the i mean he's going to be teammates with tomac so 
it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, you know, teammates is such a relative term, you know, when you're on the racetrack. And I, I don't expect AC and Tomac to be practicing a lot together. I just don't. No. You know, if you talk to Savachi, it doesn't sound like they ride together really at all. Uh, so I kind of think that'll be the same. One of the Cowie guys told me that they see Eli Tomac for about seven minutes a day. Right. Like he yep. just. And I think that'll continue. It's yep. motorhome, bike, debrief, motorhome, signing, bike, motorhome. Like you know that. Yeah. And I remember I talked to Brett Metcalf when he was riding for, with Dunge and Suzuki days, and I'm like asking him about, and he's like, I don't see the guy. We sit there and watch some video for ten minutes maybe, and, and then that's it. Like. I, the whole teammate thing is is overblown nowadays when it comes to these elite guys. It, it just doesn't, yeah, doesn't happen. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to watch, anyways, Ratcliffe. So, definitely very interested to see this weekend too. We know Tomac, you know, had a history of having issues dealing with extreme heat, and we don't even know how he'll deal with the extreme humidity. And Kenny has a past issue, but he also trains in it every day, and he'll know when he's at his limit, hopefully. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, do you, JT? Do you give Eli an edge here because he rode the USGP two years ago? Does it matter? With the track, maybe you know. But Kenny just practiced there two weeks ago, so true. Kenny yep. should be super up to speed on the track. Um, you know, the only thing I would say is that Eli won a moto against Hurlings and Cairoli on that track, so we know he's going to be great. Uh, I think that was a clear signal that he's. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with, as if, as if we didn't know that already. Yeah, because um, and why did he win? Because I told him stop bearing it in the berms, stay light. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You were the key to that. I forgot. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. And he loves sand. Yep. After a horrible Saturday, you went over and told him stop burying your bike in the berms, and all will be well. And then he went out and won the photo. Yeah. Minnesota. Yep. Th- thank you. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It went down like that. Exactly. Hey, Ratcliffe, do you uh, do you ride? Do you want these Fly Racing five pivot uh, knee brace things? Yeah. Yeah, he said. All right. Stay on hold. All right. We'll give you that. We'll give you that uh, stuff from Fly Racing. All right. Hold on. Uh, That's Ratcliffe, everybody. Uh, Flyracing.com. Please check them out uh, on the web. These are like a, I guess these would be like a super knee pad on steroids, huh, JT, these things? Yeah, it's really, they're built for the people that don't like knee braces. Um, Damon Bradshaw, Kevin Windham. I mean, there are lots of guys that just never jumped onto the knee brace, you know, revolution. That reward. Yeah. there, there are so many people out there that just wear knee pads, and I, I really never even got it until I got into my current position and saw how many of these we sell. Uh, but yeah, I, I understand fully now that there's a big market of those people that are just they're not knee brace believers, Dude, and this maybe, is their go-to. Maybe I should get a pair because I've got custom CTIs and I don't wear them. I just don't like really. Them. Yeah, I just don't like them. I, I don't. They slide down. They're pain in the ass. Like they, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should get these things. Yeah. Let me try get you to try try uh, maybe try something else. You don't yeah. have to give up on the. Uh, I'll try to not mention brands because this uh, your have some sponsors involved, but uh, maybe try something else. Okay, all right, uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, we won't see you this weekend, but I'll, I'll be sure to let you know how hot it is. <laughs> don't worry, I will be chirping at you guys all day Saturday, asking how hot it is over and over. Right, uh, fantastic. Thanks, JT. I guess. Yeah. Thanks. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Get, uh, getdata.it. Uh, 100% guys, ride100%.com. Moto 60 at checkout to save 25% on 
on all casual apparel and accessories. Uh, the Armega goggle is out now. I also want to thank ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Check out their micro line of products. If you have a little one, he's got little hands, so he needs little grips and little bars and little throttle tubes, right? KJSC guys use ProTaper Pro micro lines, so, so it's got to be pretty good. And, of course, Maxis, MXST tires, uh, Maxis.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. We've given away our five-hinged knee cup pad thing, right, Tits? That is correct. And, and Five what, hinge. And what kind of mountain bike did the mountain bike guy have? He had a Kona Process. I don't even know what that is. It's a it's a brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not familiar with. We should have said intense. It, we should have said you know, he I, should I, have in any road a 650B, which I'm not a huge fan of. But you know, it's to each his own. It's right? What? What? 27 and a half inch rear. Oh. or in front, like both. Oh, I'm more of a 29er guy. Not that anyone cares, but. You're well, criticizing, so, so so am I. I'm 29 front, 27 and a half rear, bro. Well, you're best of both worlds. Yeah, yes, I am. Thank you. That's, yeah. a, that's a good Van Halen song, too. All right, that's Tits Legendary. Uh, from Swap Moto Live, let's welcome our next guest. It's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? How are you? What What's going on? What do you make of this Christian Craig shit? I said, you know, on my Twitter, and I replied to you, that there has to be an audit of procedures at the FIM because there's, there's no way that this – Mark Marquez or a Moto2 rider in MotoGP fails a test, and it goes 10 months without being answered. Like, someone somewhere is just dropping the ball every way they can on this shit. And it's unacceptable. If this was any other sport, it would be any other division of motorcycling. It'd be a huge mess. And this is just another blip on our radar. But nothing will happen, Anton. Oh, I, and, and honestly, and that's, that's unacceptable, too. The FI Feld, who honestly has all of the control of any kind of relationship to the FIM from the United States standpoint, needs to pressure the FIM and go, what the hell are you doing the same way that Dorna would do it to the FIM in MotoGP or, F- or uh, MXGP? But or they won't, Street. Anton. Nothing they will, have to. Nothing will, know, ha- nothing they, will change. And, and I know, and it's just screaming into the wind, but it has to because you are dealing with, like Christian's whole career is just, in limbo and James's whole career was in limbo and Kate Clayson's career is in limbo. And it's like, how many times can you allow this to happen before you go, who is accountable at the FIM? Who is not filling out this paperwork? Who is not communicating between WADA and themselves? And then the racer who is fucking up because they don't deserve a job. Like straight up. They don't deserve a job. Ten and a half months, dude. Ten and a half months. Bullshit. It is complete bullshit. It's I put it I, at this point. Uh, it's like a dog who keeps biting me, uh, I'm not even looking at the dog anymore. I'm asking the owner, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's, it's insane. It is insane. If any other person in any other job was just that unorganized and just that lackadaisical about getting a career-changing piece of information to a writer and not having an answer, it's, un- it's unbelievable. It is completely unbelievable. And the other things that go with that, too, is, I mean, this is unlike James's deal where he goes, hey, this is what I got. This is how I got it in my system. I had a TUE for it. We all messed up on the paperwork. Christian's thing is something that could impact every writer because, as he said, he tested what supplements it's in. Most of these guys, no matter what they say, are all using the same supplements from a handful of the same companies. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. Most supplement things come from the same factory. So it's, it's not like, well, one guy has this and one guy has that. A lot of supplements throughout the whole industry are made in a handful of the same factories. Yeah. So yeah, it could yeah. happen to any supplement company. It's not saying that one is better than the other. They all run the risk that they have 
any chance of contamination on the production line. And, and, you know, Tickle finally gets his suspension, but it screws him for the first month of Supercross. Like, really, guys? Really? Yeah, that really? one. And, but you know what? We had Brock on our podcast. Sorry, it's a conflicting one. But we had him on our show on Monday, me and Don. And honestly, dude, that could actually work out in Brock's favor because when his suspension is released and he's good to ride, he will have had enough time to prepare and put together a deal and get healthy and show that he's up to speed right around the time that somebody always gets hurt and he can step right into a fill-in ride. Yeah, he but can dude, be right back hey, to where he was. You know, what's it better, sucks. you know what's better than a fill-in ride is actually getting paid a really good salary from a team for all year. But do you think that Brock would get that right off the bat, or do you think that some team would be like, yeah, you know what, we don't really need to take a chance right now when there's so many guys that have been racing consistently for the last year that need a ride, you know, yeah. Baggett's going to, or Bogle's going to need a ride. Dino needs a ride. Depending on what Sealy does, he'll need a ride. Like, right. it's unfortunate for Brock, but like, this is kind of working out in his favor because he would be getting passed over by all these other dudes that have been racing the last 12 months. Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's a joke, man. It's absolutely a joke. And, and I feel, I feel like nowadays, uh, I feel like nowadays it, it's just on Feld. It's just on Feld. Like, I, I don't understand. I'm sure they're pissed. I'm sure they're not. What is, what's going on, Anton? What are you doing? Are you... Sorry, I had, to open a, I had to open a screen door. My bad. Oh, my God. It's a big Sorry. screen door. Um, hey, so I just feel like Feld, like, I, I guess they're powerless. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. But uh, at some point, they got to be like, hey, guys, we're, we're done with you. We're done. And, like, Treat us I, fairly. See their, I see what they're going for. You know, they want world championship designation. That is a huge selling point to any sponsor that they go to. You know, like, any, if, hey, we are the world championship. We pack between forty to 60,000 people into an arena every weekend. You know, all these people watch on TV. This is how much money we're pulling in. And to cap it all off, we are an official designated world championship. It's unfortunate they have to play this game because it's a game they're never going to win with a party that doesn't give a shit about them. You does not care. Yeah. You think the uh, you think this this these penalties are just a coincidence, and these these guys in limbo aren't coincidence? Like you talked about MotoGP, uh, no MXGP riders have been caught for uh, at least ten years that I know of. You want to add in the random quote unquote tests at Redbud for all of Team USA's fuel? Like seriously? Like uh, you know, I, all the I facts are know. beginning to, to to stack up here. And like the thing that goes on that too. Uh, when, you know, in the past when Tony Skillington, who was the former CMS director, and people like, I'm sure that we're speaking way over their heads right now for some fans, but like, if you go back through history or you watch like an MXGP podium broadcast, they tell you basically who all the power players are within the FIM's board members. You can figure out who's in charge of everything watching one thing. And, you know, Tony Skillington would come over. I didn't see him talking to that many people. You know, like, we don't have that designation of having someone other than John Gallagher, who I don't know what John does, like, Monday through Friday. It's not like he's going back to the home office in Switzerland to discuss it with the FIM. We don't have, like, a clear line of communication to stay with those people. Like, we need a a better ending. And the FIM, like, and this is another thing, the AMA is a designation of the FIM in the United States, and the AMA doesn't give a shit. AMA is a joke. Right. You know, for what it used to be, AMA Pro Racing was is nothing because they sold off all their rights to the highest bidder. Yeah. And yeah. some of those people have taken really good care of the sport as a whole. But as far as motorcycling goes, I kind of view the AMA, the AMA's role in American motorcycling just as a government 
like fundraising deal. They don't do anything to benefit any sort of local rider anymore. No, I can't. I it's can't. on the club. Yep. It's on. It's it's on each club or each district or whatever. But the AMA as a whole doesn't do anything to help any rider, and that sucks because there are some people that work for the AMA that genuinely care about the riders. But as an organization, they don't care. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't disagree with you. It's uh, it's beginning to just you know become obvious that the FIM is majorly screwed up. And, and and there's a lot of issues going on now. If you want to read something interesting, I tweeted out this week, Anton. You had shared a link. I'd forgotten about this site. It, last time I had read it, it was it was a different looking site and it had some different stuff on it. Uh, MX Action Group, I believe it's called, um, mm-hmm. uh, website, and and they'll break down all the corruption that's involved with the FIM at the highest levels and all the different. Uh, things that are going on behind the scenes as far as who's getting ra- what races, what race series, what promoter gets races, and everything else. They do a great job with this. Now, the caveat is that all, m- many of those people, if not most of those people, if not all of those people, are uh, no longer involved. They, they kind of did a clean sweep of the FIM uh, a few years or the, in the fall, I should say. Uh, yeah. uh, Rob Digman is now vice, vice president. There's a, there's a guy from Portugal. Is the president mm-hmm. now, I think? He's the uh, president now, and he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. He upset a lot of people um, because he's coming in. And so these this MX Action Group website is is great information for all the people that are no longer really in positions of power. But it just goes to show you how corrupt this is. And at some point, with all the stuff that's been going on with Cade and James and, and Brock and now Christian – and, and like I said, the, the, the random test, you just got to think that these people have it out for American racing. They just they have it out and, for American racing. That, that's, just, that's all I can make it, make it of. And like you and I, we kind of even alluded to this a little bit on Tuesday night when Christian's news came out. It's like, hey, dude, this is, this is a bigger deal than you think it is. And this isn't just like, well, one American racer is getting the shaft. And like, no, dude, this is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar thing that in it – totally is a carbon copy of what happens in any other federation that rules another sport. You know what I mean? And the unfortunate thing is it's a necessary evil sometimes that you have to deal with that. Like if you look at F1, F1 would not be what it is now if it wasn't for Bernie Eccleston's work through like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s to get it as big as it was. But that came at the cost of like Bernie becoming a totalitarian like figure and some corruption and some sketchy shit. However, the same thing happened with FIFA. And not to, like, rock the boat, but that's kind of what it really is clear that happens within European motocross racing. And the problem is, though, too, like, Giuseppe has done a great job, and that's what that website outlays. Like, hey, you know what? There's not a long line of people that are coming here to try to promote a world championship motocross thing. And if you look at what Giuseppe and all these people have done, hey, they've done a great job getting it to this point. But... They've done so at the benefit of enriching themselves quite well, and that's just part of the job. Like, you're going to have corruption in any high-level thing when there's multi-millions of dollars to float around. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Anyways, and uh, it's hope, brutal. Yep. From what I understand, Christian's going get, to get keep racing. Part of the reason because they dropped the ball so badly. So that part's good. Uh, I'm guessing and you, like, you heard dude, the same thing. And that's another one too. It's like. Good for Christian, and like that, at least they're going to try to like make good on that. But at the same time, too, it's like, well, then should Brock tickle because you didn't give him anything? Oh, I, should I would he think, get the yeah. same, the same preferential treatment because of such a colossal fuck up on their part. Does Kate Clayson get the same thing? Should Stu have not gotten what he did? Like, 
just because you messed up, that doesn't that affects the penalty as well. And then that doesn't unlet, that doesn't create like a fair and balanced system all the way across the board. It's it's that's another mess that you guys are ma- they're making in them in their own. Yeah. Oh, if I'm Brock you Tickle, know? I'm getting my lawyer fired right up. Oh, right then. Right. And then the other one that goes on that too. If Christian doesn't, if they go, hey, you know what? Dude, this is like we looked into what the substance is more. We don't know how you got it, and we understand that you didn't do it, but we do have to give you a punishment. You're going to be any of your results from 2019 are, are docked. Well, then what happens with all the points that Christian scored? He still collected purse money and some stuff. That Then you throw this whole other element of, like, well, what do you do to, like, put that punishment in place? You have to make quick decisions. Fair decisions, timely decisions that are equally balanced and, like, not knee-jerk like we see at the yeah. races. But at the same time, too, like, they have to be done in a timely manner. And or otherwise, you just make even more messes, and that's what they've done. We, If you're a fan of this sport, and Anton, you and I, we talk to these guys. They listen to our shows. They read our stuff, everything else. If you're just a fan of this sport, and, and I, you're not involved in the industry, you're not one of these man friends with riders or anything else, you're just a fan, just, just into it like a guy who – Called the other day, the Pulp Show, and just said he got into it, you know, because of uh, Pastrana and then started following because of Roxon. You must be looking at our sport and being like, what the fuck is going on with these idiots? Dude, totally. And, like, but then again, it happens in every sport, you know. Look at what the NFL did to hide all of the concussion studies. Look at what FIFA did to get preferential treatment for different host countries for the World Cup. Look at the IOC, you know? the IOC with the Salt IOC Lake City. Did all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, look at what cycling did and UCI did with Lance Armstrong. Like, there is not – everybody's got blood on their hands at some point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is just ours. And the unfortunate matter is only a handful of us are really – I would say a, a very small percentage of us are aware of what – the outcome of this is compared mm-hmm. to the masses and it's not being brought to a global scale but and yeah. some people are like no it's just motorcycle racing it's like yeah dude motorcycle racing is a much smaller thing than soccer or cycling or whatever or the olympics but at the same time like pound for pound dollar for dollar it's the same levels of bullshit happening on both ends yeah you yeah. know yeah. it's the same percentage of of Mistakes and dumb shit happening everywhere. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show brought to you by Get Pro Taper Maxis and the folks at 100%. Use the code uh, Moto 60 at checkout at ride100%.com to uh, to save with those guys. All right, let's let's talk some WW Ranch. Are you going this weekend? No, I'm not, um, and I'm kind of bummed because I went to the GP there a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it was it's a good race. Like I think that this is going to be. I heard what you said to JT earlier, and. You know, is this going to be a fair trade-off to Muddy Creek? Uh, this has the potential to be one of the better nationals of the whole tour just because of its location in Florida. You know, Georgia's not too far. Like, if you're mm-hmm. a moto fan and you live in the southeast, this is the race to go to. Yeah, I think, so it'll, be, yeah, I think it'll be better than Muddy Creek. I do. Muddy Creek was a little isolated. Right. Because Muddy Creek, and Muddy Creek track-wise, sucked. Like, that was not a great track. It was kind of narrow in some spots, and it just didn't lead to a lot of excellent racing. But WW, they've put a lot of effort into this. And it's not to say that, like, Muddy Creek is a great amateur track, but pro racing and amateur yeah. racing are two totally different things. And it was really narrow in some spots of it. Uh, where the hell did Blake Baggett's Moto 1 come from? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just a little really reminder to all that. of us. Just a little reminder to all of us that he's He really he's there. needed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the big thing on that, like, I was standing on the far hillside over by the new section of track uh-huh. um, as – Moto One started, and I was like, "Oh shit, look at Baggett!" Like, 
he's going. And then within the first half of lap, I'm like, oh, he's gone. It's over. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, then he's when gone. Tomac, and then when Tomac stepped over, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's really got this locked up. Yeah. Um, and Blake needs that. You know, it, he's not one of these guys that's worried, do I have a contract for next year? I'm trying to race. I'm racing to keep a spot on a team. Like, he's good. He's just dealt with some personal issues health-wise or bike setup-wise through those first three rounds. And mm-hmm. he needed that, like, shot in the arm of, like, hey, dude, you can still do this and do what you have to do well. Uh, I snooped around a little bit on Justin Cooper's day at High Point and just, just kind of got that he wasn't feeling it, just didn't have a good day. And, and, and our, our mm-hmm. AC opened up an over-moto point, one-moto lead on him now. Do you think – does Justin Cooper just rebound this weekend and get back to where he was, or is this the start of something? Uh, I think he could, um, but I do think that he's a, like, he's a young kid. He's like 21, 22 or something like that. So like he's younger and he's not as been around as much as Adam has. And so, you know, we haven't seen how well he rebounds from a bad day. This is only his really second year of pro racing. So that'll time will tell if he can, uh, he's kind of a hard nosed, like New York guy. So mm-hmm. he should be able to be like, yeah, kiss my ass. I can go do this, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to. It's just on him to see if he can. This is going to be the first indicator in his career if he can or not. Yeah, yeah. I look we at, haven't ever seen it before. No. Yeah, no. He, the kid hasn't really slumped, has he? Um, a, a big favorite of Swap Moto Live is Hunter Lawrence, and uh, he's a good kid. He's he's really fun to interview. Um, he's that Aussie, so he's got that chip on his shoulder a little bit, like we've seen from so many of them over the years. Uh, I think that this is the start. This this will be the start uh, of Hunter's sort of regular appearances in the top three yeah i think so um he needed he needed to like go try an east coast race out try the east coast dirt really figure out like how that time changes because that three hour time difference is a big deal you know you fly in on friday and wake up on saturday it sucks and uh i think that'll be good it'll be interesting how though he does in the heat because you and I have been to some hot GPs. Italy, when we went in, 16 was brutal. Oh, my God, um, dude. Oh. And that would be comparable to what they're going to feel at, at yep. WW, I think. Yep. Uh, same, And it's honestly even close to the same terrain, that kind of sandy stuff. And Hunter has done well in those races. So once we get into the heat, we'll see how he is. Uh, but the sand could even be a benefactor, too, because that's more similar to a GP-style track than anything else they've raced so far. You right. know, a lot of sand tracks in the GPs. So yeah, he should do good. He should be a top three guy for the rest of the summer. No I, I think so. I think this. I think we're going to see him now where he kind of where we all thought he would be. You know, from here on mm-hmm. out. So, uh, I, I think the way that this could play out through these next you know seven races or whatever, uh, since Rail is going to continue to be as strong as he is, mm-hmm. Hunter has now taken that next step and he knows he can do it and he's not all caught up of like oh my god this is so much different. And if Ferrandis gets a start, he's that third guy to to make it interesting. But he yeah. has to get a start, and he hasn't had one yet this year. I asked uh, a source close to AP uh, when he was coming back this week, and I was told Redbud, but now he's on the entry list. Did you hear this? And do you know if he's coming uh, back? I heard it on your first part with JT, and I was getting ready to type out the entry list right now. Uh, wouldn't be surprised because he was out here last week riding or two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So, like, he's been putting in motos. I think that he's probably just, like, Look, me doing another week of motos at the practice track isn't right. going to make a difference. This is a close enough one for us. You know, they live up in Tallahassee now with Barsha, and he rides there all the time. This is a close enough one that, like, hey, we can go. It's not going to be a big stressful deal. I can just drive down, do it, drive home, and then we can go put a full effort in at High Point if they do race. Um, at Redbud, you mean? Um, is 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 Redbud next week or what's next week? No, Southwick is next. Southwick. Week. My bad. Okay. All right. 
Um, all right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here. Casey's on one. Casey, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. Um, I'm calling because I used to race, and I had a pair of Alpine stars that broke in really good, and I've literally had them for 19 years. Jeez. Because um, I, I just, yeah, I know, I just ride now. So they fell apart last weekend. Do you know, uh, do you recommend a certain boot that would break in easy? Um, the, the Alpine Tire Tech set, the Alpine Stars Tech 7, break in really mm-hmm. easy. Alpine, uh, Anton, would you agree? Uh, I've never ridden in the Tech 7, oh, okay. but I'll tell you what, the new Tech 10 breaks in really easy. Yeah, but Tech 10 might be much for Casey if she just rides here and there. Rides a little. Right. Yeah, Tech 7 would be good. Uh, Tech 3 would almost be too soft. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, and the Tech 8 would be way too stiff. Yeah, yeah. try the try the Tech 7s, Casey. They, they don't have a booty in them. They fit more like a traditional boot. They break in really easy. I've got two pairs. I absolutely love them. The Fly Racing FR5 boot is cheaper, I believe, than the, te- than the Tech 7, and it's a really good boot as well, so look into that. Um, if you use the code PULPMX at BTOsports.com, you can save on, on either brand of boots. So, um, yeah, um, I think the Tech 7, look into that. Okay. Also, does BTO sell like EVS knee braces too? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, they mm-hmm. got blew out the same day too. Oh so. uh, yeah, no, absolutely, um, absolutely, they do. You can also go to evssports.com and use the code Pulp19 to probably Pulp 19. St- okay. to save more on those guys. So I would, I, if you're going to do that, order direct through EVS. Okay. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. All right. Thank bye. you. I love the Tech Sevens, Anton. I just, I, I, I have tens. I just, I don't like the booty. They're heavy. They're hot. Oh, I love the Tech 10. The Tech 10 is like, when I was a little kid, you you, you had to have the white Tech 8, and my parents yes. would buy us white boots because yes. they, would get, they would get dirty. Right. And so the first time I got a pair of Tech 10s a few years ago, I just felt like the Holy Grail was in my gear bag. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had Tech 8s, too, as well, when they came out. They, was pretty, they were pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, I just love the Tech 7. I love the tradition. I don't like the booty boots so much. They just The new, the new Tech 10 is, is really good. Yeah. Um, I got a set of those cactus plant ones that you know nobody liked but i really like of course uh of course. and within the first day they were like they were better than the previous version of the tech 10 that i, I had maybe, they felt maybe, softer and more compliant and everything maybe i should try them then maybe i should maybe i should try maybe I should go back to the 10s because i yeah mine, mine are older ones so yeah the new ones are really good uh all right buddy hey thank you for coming on appreciate it swap moto live uh the dot com please check it out um yeah thanks I just want to say thank you to everybody for the support. I mean, industry-wise, you, all the readers and stuff like that, you know, we, Don and I are, are pumped just to see how well this has gone, and, and I really appreciate everybody, you know, being so well-receiving to a new title. Like, yeah. it's, it's rad. So no thanks, worries, guys. man. Yeah, keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Uh, you're coming up to the Pulp Mech Show to host, co-host with me, I think, in, uh, I don't know. First week of July, yeah. Yeah, a month or so, or th- two weeks, or two weeks, I guess, yeah. So, looking forward. Monday for- after Southwick, yeah. Yeah, look, wait, Monday after Southwick. That's what you booked the ticket for. So that's next Monday? Yeah. Okay. All right. Shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, coming up then. Two weeks. You'll be here in studio. So. Yep. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for uh, – or th- thank you, Anton. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. All right, buddy. See you. See you. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper 100% and Maxis. Tits. Yo. Way to bring it this week. Yeah, buddy. So much passion. So much passion. You know it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week before Southwick. Bye-bye.